0: Originally, the plan was to just take the buildings. As you, as if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Jaden has them popping up. But the original plan was to take Ooh, the buildings that are there, make it nice, it look like, yeah. build two more buildings on it, just simple little, you know, small buildings that have, you know, 10 by 10, 10 by 15 storage, and then the additional acreage next to it. Um, there we were just going to do an open lot for as much of it as we could, and do you know over the road boat and RV storage out exterior. That was the plan. Yes,
1: yeah, and then super helpful. Thanks, Jaden.
0: And then through the process, Lucas, we were building the initial two buildings. It went smoothly. We 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 didn't know what we were doing really, yeah, phase but phase we one and two, we were figuring it out. Right, yeah. we were like, uh, you know, got the insurance, got the. Materials got the concrete going in and threw the two buildings up, and they were going really well. So and we at,
1: painted the the old buildings, did a really nice paint job. It matched perfectly to, it to this the new going material, going very smoothly. Yeah.
0: You're listening to the Ordinary Guys, Extraordinary Wealth podcast,
1: hosted by us, Sam Prim and Lucas Walls, investors, entrepreneurs, and best friends. Two millennial Midwesterners who started a real estate side hustle and now own $40 million in rentals without using any of our own money.
0: Now we're two average guys teaching other people how to use real estate investing to create financial freedom and generational wealth.
1: If you're ready to learn how to take control of your future using real estate investments the simple way and have fun while doing it, you're in the right place. Let's start today's show.
0: Hello and welcome to Ordinary Guys Extraordinary Wealth. My name is Sam and this is Lucas. And Lucas, did you know that we became famous in a small town for all the wrong reasons?
1: Yeah. That sounds I do. like something
0: on like a billboard for like a movie.
1: How many people are in this that town, you think? Uh like 2500? What? No th- more? 2500 people? <laughs> <laughs> is no, there more than that? I was thinking like 20,000, 30,000. No, not 30,000. Freaking 30, 000. O'Fallon is
0: 90,000. It's not third size of O'Fallon. Anyways, we became famous in a small town for all the wrong reasons. We had um, we had a building. You ready for your LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Lucas? We had a building blow over not once. Not twice. But three times. So thousand four
1: hundred fifty seven in 2020. So let's just say 15,000.
0: 13 13.5. So anyways, a decently sized town, but a small town. We kind of became famous in because we had a building that we were trying to build, blow over, literally blow the F over three times.
1: Ripped into shreds. There Ripped
0: in shrapnel. It was a 255 foot long by 20 foot high building. So that Metal is ginormous. Building. If you don't know how long... 255 feet is, that's a long way. A lot of metal. A lot of metal. So yeah. we're going to get into that. It was a self-storage development. I get people asked all the time to do more self-storage uh, content. So that's what we're doing here. And I think this is a good platform to do it because we can get into the whole story behind it. As I've said before, it's hard for me to give a TikTok or a reel on something like this because there's just not enough time to put in enough context. And if you do, no one freaking watches it. Right. So we're going to talk about the self-storage storage facility that we screwed up so let's we're going to walk them through the deal walls we're going to walk them through the story the numbers and kind of emphasize all the mistakes we made along the way let's do it you ready to rock
1: it let's rock it bro all
0: right rock out with our socks out socks out i do my socks out are your socks out yeah i got the short ones on again always uh, have the short ones on
1: Jaden said to wear long socks with these shoes
0: you need to wear long socks with pants in general
1: i did yesterday they were nice ones too well, there They're you like go. Dress socks? I got my
0: Nikes on, bro. Not my and ones. I wore and ones. Oh, you ones. got
1: some new shoes on today too, right? Yep. yep. What are, are those not New Balances, huh? Those are Belts, brah. Oh, they got shoes, mm-hmm. huh? And the shirt. You
0: All just about the build. built it out. B Y L T. That brand is apparently my favorite brand because nice. I own like twenty five different articles of clothing from I them. I
1: got a little. I got a shirt from them. I bought one like online, probably how you started too, right? And it's uh doesn't quite fit me. It's just a little little snug. So uh, it might be. Was it a large? It's an XL, but it's just a little as a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Other
0: yeah, T-shirts, they're, they're XL for long sleeves should be good. I'll give you my code. I have a code that gets you ten percent off. I don't well, know where to find it somewhere. Well, in maybe
1: email. maybe you or someone in the office could have my other built shirt because I like it. it's just a little, little small.
0: Might work for me. Um, I know Winking
1: loves uh, built. It'll be large a would little bit for Winking. Yeah, he's
0: a <laughs> yeah. littler guy.
1: Yeah. All right, a handsome fella though.
0: A handsome feller just got engaged. Congratulations, Ryan, Wink, Ryan. Dog. Wink Dog. All Yo, right, dog you. You a dog, dog. All right, let's dog. stop it. All right, let's go through it. All right, Um. so Lucas, talk about this deal. Let's talk about how we came across this deal and give some initial um, thoughts as to why we decided to get in the self-storage game.
1: Yeah, so this deal was actually listed on the MLS. Um, it's listed in, uh, I think, uh, you know, Q3 or Q4 of 2019 it was listed, and that's when we went to look at it and made our offer. I think it was listed for like 500 grand, and uh, we offered um, 380 thousand for it. Uh, and we knew that's what we could pay, and we told them we're like we're not here to negotiate. This is our offer. This is what we could pay. Um, so we did that. Uh, they turned us down. Then a couple months later, um, after uh, after our offer, a uh, COVID hit. And uh, they came right back to us and were like, hey, is that 380 offer uh, still available? So we had to make the decision like, hey, we're in the middle of COVID here. Is this is this a good decision for us? And just the discount that, that we bought it at and the value that we thought was there on the back end, we went ahead and pulled the trigger, as we usually do. And uh, we made it happen and bought it for $380,000 in May or June of 2020.
0: Yep. And I'll describe what we bought. So it was a 66-unit self-storage facility. It had, you know, indoor self-storage. It wasn't climate-controlled, yeah. but, you know, roll-up door self-storage. Enclosed, yeah. Enclosed, and it was... um In pretty rough shape, not horrible, but it wasn't clean and nice. It was kind of overgrown. There was like three or four signs, you know, from, you know, these siblings or siblings inherited it. So there's like three or four signs of numbers to call to book your, you know, your self-stores. There was no, there was no website. So just your typical mom and pop, not optimized uh, asset. And it also came with about two and a half acres next to it of just open field. Yeah. So that so it came with 66 units plus an open field. So we got all that for 380 grand, which was key because things did not go to plan. But the fact that this is a teaser, the fact that we're not going to tell you everything, but the fact that we'd had a lot go wrong and basically just wrote off 150 grand, we still have a lot of equity and a great asset because we bought it so well.
1: Yeah. The plan was to um, do this construction, this project in three phases. We were going to. Uh, make the existing units look a lot better by you know cleaning everything up, doing new gravel, painting. We were going to build two buildings on the same lot where the existing buildings are, and then we were going to develop the lot that came with it, the two and a half acre lot that Sam was talking about, into a uh, over the road and uh, build another giant building for enclosed trailer RV storage. So those were the three phases that we were going to do.
0: And originally, that last phase was not even in the plans. Originally, the which is where the screw-up happened, originally the plan was to just take the buildings. As, you, as If you're watching on YouTube, you can see Jaden has them popping up. But the original plan was to take Ooh, the buildings that are there, make it nice, to look like, yeah. build two more buildings, on it just simple little you know small buildings that have you know 10 by 10 10 by 15 storage and then the additional acreage next to it um there we were just going to do an open lot for as much of it as we could and do a, you know over the road boat and rv storage out exterior that was the plan yes yeah, and then
1: super helpful thanks jaden
0: and then through the process lucas we were building the initial two buildings it went smoothly we we, we didn't know what we were doing really yeah, but phase we were, one and two. We were figuring it out, right? Yeah. We were like, uh, you know, got the insurance, got the materials, got the concrete going in and threw the two buildings up and they were going really well. So and we at,
1: painted the, the old buildings, did a really nice paint job. It matched perfectly to it the was new material. Very smoothly. Yeah.
0: And so we decided, you know, what's better than going well? Let's just try to make something, you know, let's try to add something in to completely maximize this, which is what we do. And it sometimes works out, sometimes doesn't. We decided there was a need for indoor boat and RV storage. So a need for someone that could park their RV or boat or trailer inside, there's some more pictures popping up, inside a building. So that building had to be ginormous. It had to be-
1: 255 foot long. And I think it was, I don't think my math's perfect here, but it was 17 uh, units that were each like 14 by 40 foot big. And those are those big units right there with those huge garage doors.
0: Yeah, so we we're like let's just throw on this third building even though that wasn't the plan. We can spend 150 grand to throw it up. We're going to be able to get so much more per month in rent than just open spaces, so it will the math will add up. We'll get a lot more income and overall the expenses won't be too much more, so it's just a good decision to do. We're putting a supply where there's limited, there's a lot of demand for those yeah. type of assets. So, yeah. we were doing that, it was getting thrown up and then what happened?
1: Yeah, so then uh, we had a, a pretty big storm. It wasn't like a tornado or anything, but it was like a, a thunderstorm roll through with you know I don't know fifty mile an hour, sixty mile an hour, mile an hour gusts. And while um, it was in construction, um, it the wind pretty much blew our building down. That pretty a much term. it did. Yeah. Well, the first one wasn't even the worst one. Yes. So the first one it kind of just uh, uh, didn't destroy it. I, I don't know which thunderstorm that was like Sam said this happened three times to us so the first one kind of just blew the back wall down we kind of tried to half-ass it and piece it back it together even though there were some damaged pieces and stuff and while we were doing that it blew down again and then while we were trying to repair that it just got destroyed on the last windstorm Shrapnel everywhere, all over the streets. No one could get around it. Pretty dangerous, really. very dangerous. Yeah,
0: obviously, that was accidental, but it was extremely dangerous. I mean, it was in the middle of a huge storm when it all blew everywhere, yeah. so there's no one on the roads like that. Wasn't tornado, but it was probably freaking close. That last one, yeah. Um, I mean, there was just big sheets of you know, uh, sheet metal and yeah. and stuff, I beams gnarled up across yeah. the roads, and it was. Yeah, very unsafe, but I, I don't think there's any cars on the road. You couldn't even drive when it was that bad. But after it was said and done, it was just everywhere. And the city was calling us like, what are you guys doing yeah, with this building? We, did, this we is, don't know. We, we didn't, don't know. City. We didn't know how to build these things. We don't know what
1: this that, was. This was way bigger doing. tasks than those initial first two buildings.
0: Yes. So then we're like, oh, gosh, this is a nightmare. What do we do? Do we try to piece it together? We had contractors out there, and we decided to just completely scrap it and Got just— it. Just say that that was a loss and, and, you know, whatever will eat it. But as we were talking through that process, I remember somebody mentioned to me, Why don't you just, that's an act of God, the storms. Why don't you call your insurance and see if they'll cover it? I was like, That is brilliant. That's why we have insurance. So I called the insurance agent and, you know, you can fill in the gaps a little bit. But basically they're like, Yeah, let's, we'll go look at it and file a claim. And they went out there and they're like, I see your two buildings that are on the uh, builder's risk policy. You're, where is this third building? This is not yeah. on the policy because if you remember, the original plan was not to build a third building. So yeah. I set up the insurance or helped um, you know people in the offset the insurance, and we did not set up the insurance on the third building because that wasn't the original plan. We were already down the line, so there, it was an uninsured structure, and so it blew over. So there was no recourse for us to get our hundred fifty grand, basically that we lost the material and time back.
1: Yeah, that was bad. Makes me sad just thinking about it.
0: Don't be sad. <laughs>
1: But I'm cry.
0: so we screwed up walls, nah, um, not
1: the first time nor the last.
0: No, so why don't you kind of uh put a uh, little bit of an emphasis on this with some numbers and kind of explain how it is working out? Okay,
1: yeah. So after the third blowdown, we were like, uh, it was at the same time our uh, current project manager started with us, too. So that's what he had to walk into. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. So he he has been a huge help. Putting this thing back together, but what we decided to do is completely scrap—no uh, pun intended—or uh, pun p- intended—the plan to uh, build that third building on the um, on the uh, the lot that we developed. So we just went back to our original plan, just a just a gravel, nice gravel lot with outdoor parking spaces. So um, we didn't build a building, uh, you know, the the sunk. Uh, well, the sunk loss fallacy is that is that right? So, uh, sunk cost sunk cost fallacy. That's right. Part you know, part of us were like, oh my gosh, we've already spent all this money. Let's let's just make it happen. But it would have taken us months of effort, um, if not a year, to to make that right. So we decided to scrap it, flatten the whole lot, and start trying to fill that lot. So that that's all good. Um. So yeah. So we bought this thing for like three hundred eighty thousand dollars. Um. With all the construction, all the losses that we happened we're we're into it uh for about eight hundred ish eight hundred and twenty thousand dollars eight hundred and sixteen we um we utilized a private lender for um the down payment of this loan and then we got a construction loan uh to 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 fix up the the buildings and to build our new buildings. so we currently have that construction loan on it. Uh, we have a total of about twenty four parking spaces left to fill. uh we're gonna f- continue to fill that get it down to maybe like 10 or 15 left to fill, and then we're going to start the refinance process and get rid of that construction loan that we have because it's just interest only. Right now, we're not paying down any principal. Um, so once we uh, start that refinance process, we believe this this uh, asset, the storage facility, is going to probably appraise for somewhere around 1500000 million, $1.6 million. We'll put a 75 80% loan-to-value on it, uh, be able to uh, pay off our construction loan, Pay back our our private lender, uh, have a nice long-term fixed-rate loan, uh, and be able to cash flow this thing even more than we're cash flowing now, uh, and also you know have a little money to to pay off some houses or put in reserves or do something like that. So it's going to work out great. Um, well, one thing we learned with this is we have two two well three storage facilities, but two big ones, and we like one and don't like one. This is one we love, and it is because it. It's in the right location. There's surrounding residential areas that have things they need to store. So they call us on a daily basis. Um, we have another one that's a little bit off the beaten path, and we have a tough time filling it. So uh, I, I do like storage, like a lot of people, a lot of your students, a lot of our your followers are asking. But it has to be the right location, and uh, it has to be visible from, from the streets. And, and easy uh, to access. Easy to access, yep. Yep. Our other one's not very easy to access. Our other big one. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So, it ended up, you know, we're going to have plenty of equity. We're going to be able to pull out probably a couple hundred thousand dollars. So, it ends up working out very well. It just, you know, goes to show that, you know, you buy something right, you can screw up quite a bit along the way, which is what we did and what we tend to do sometimes. But we just figure it out walls.
1: Yeah. Everything's fixable in in real estate. You know, it's just every house is fixable. Um, You just you just got to – it's just solving problems. Problem yeah, hopefully solver. you don't lose uh, so much money along the way that you can't recapture it by the value that you're adding. Solution
0: provider. I like it. Yeah. So that, that was uh, – it's just an interesting deal. Um, the, the random thought of the day today, Lucas, is, is on accents. It's just how. interesting to me that depending on where you grew up, even in the same state, you speak differently because how you hear people speak and – like where did it all start? Every most people came over here with the same accent, but how did we get Southern accents and Boston accents and Midwest accents? How did yeah. that happen when everybody came over from pretty much the same place? That's
1: pretty pretty unique, isn't it? So, can you show me uh, show me your Southern accent? Let's start there.
0: What do you, what sense you want me to say?
1: Um, please follow me on all social media platforms.
0: Please follow me on all social media platforms. That was
1: pretty good. It sounded a lot like Forrest Gump, but he was from the south. He was from, from the, the south. south, Alabama. Yeah, Greenbow, Alabama. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm not very good at accents. That's why we're good. doing this. Um, what about uh, like northeast, like Boston? Say say the same sentence. Please <laughs> follow
0: uh, on social media. <laughs>
1: Okay, <laughs> is that good? I think that is a tough one uh, for that sentence. So uh, anyway, I'll give you a little grace there. <laughs> I don't know if we should go outside the United States. So maybe we just stick there. Try. I ain't scared. Uh, what a uh, yeah, like a like a London, like a, U, U, a UK accent. He's from London. Yeah, um, but please follow me. Use that sentence.
0: He's from London. Please. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> sounds say Bloody follow me on social media. Yeah, that was Irish. That was a little Irish. That was good Irish.
1: That was good. Wrong country. Yeah, good. Over the across the pond. Yeah, let's let's stop there. Okay. (laughs) How
0: about you do a? (laughs) You do a. Oh, Australian. Australian accent. Australian. Please follow me, mate, on social media. That's good. Can you do like a um a. South African, like no, from that's, Blood that's Diamond. That's a tough one, man. Leo crushed it, I heard. That's a tough in his...
1: one. I mean, yeah, as good as it, yeah. Leo, Please it. follow
0: me on social media. That's not
1: bad. How can you do South African better than- I just did. The United Kingdom, yeah. Crazy. Anyway, anyways, right. the
0: accents are crazy. So
1: You suck at them.
0: Uh, yes, yes. And yeah. I suck at putting insurance on big buildings for construction. So anyways- things happen if you buy right you know uh, even a new asset class that we got into we ended up are going to end up make working out so just stick with real estate and don't give up and just you know just be flexible and willing to be agile and take what comes your way and don't give up and it will all work out so if you got any value out of this a five-star review and a rating would help us a lot you definitely don't have to but be a lot cooler if you did all right am I gonna make this yes or no uh yes I was one this would be two for two.
1: Okay, show me what you got. Fuck. Oh, this is tough. This is a weird angle. I'm going to give it a go, though. Nope. Over for, for 2. For two. <laughs> All right, see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you got some major value from our conversation. If you love what you learn, make sure you like, rate, review the show, and help us spread the word by telling a friend.
0: If you'd like to learn more about working with me inside one of my programs, we'll have those links in the show notes along with all our social media handles so you connect with us there for free. If there's a real estate question you'd like us to answer, feel free to send us a message and we'll cover it in an upcoming show.